This is Uninvited Company, the podcast where we tell you ghost stories, urban legends, and all the spooky shit. shit. Today, friends, we are going to be discussing one that is why I feel like it's widely known because there is a literal horror movie after this occurrence which Which my last my last story that i talked about the Velisca axe murders i'm pretty sure there's movies there's there's horror movies about that one as well Mm -hmm. um but this one popular genre this one is way more yes but this one is way more uh popular i would say popular was that good popular oh i was so proud but this one is a little bit, this one has like a, almost a franchise, like a series of stuff. So I'm just going to lay it on you. Also, I'm just going to welcome myself back after surviving COVID. Oh, um, yes. Thank you. <laughs> Pause. Yes. I'm yeah. Just, um, so sorry to you l- listeners that we missed um, a Monday. If you've had COVID or any type of sickness, really, you know that when you're sick, you sound like four yeah. octaves lower. I'm about a week and a half since <clears throat> my first day of symptoms. Mm-hmm. I did test negative, so um I am on the mend, but Yes, she's negative. Yeah. That's why we are sitting across from each other now. <laughs> I'm still I'm still coughing a little bit. There's still a little bit of pressure a in the chest. A little bit of a so dry cough. Don't mind me if my voice is a little bit lower. Yeah, our voices are already pretty low, so if when we're sick, it's just not... Just a little bit. It's not something you want to hear. I was an alto in choir, so... I was a soprano one. Who put you there? Miss Z. Is it just because they needed you on the back row? I don't... So that's tall. a very strong possibility, because you hear my voice right now, and I, am, I should not have been a soprano one. I should have been a tenor. We always joke about Rachel as a baby. Her voice was so low. She wasn't like... She... That's not an exaggeration. Which is kind of like what your child sounds like, too. Yeah. He's got a low voice. He does have a low voice. For a baby. A baby. Anyways, so we're making up, ways. we're trying to catch up, um, up the way I said that. Um, uh, I like that sound. Tell I'm, me story. I'm gonna, I'm Tell gonna me story, sister. Okay. Well, you got off on the COVID Well, I had, COVID I wanted thing. to cover that, okay? Yes. We are all happy because that you that, are that was well. related. Yeah. And it also, <clears throat> we needed to address that, we needed to address that we are an episode behind. So next week we got, <clears throat> we got things coming. We got things brewing. Especially now that we are getting closer and closer to fall. <laughs> I'm already decorated for fall. Yeah. It is, um, what is the day? August 18th? It is August 18th. Um, when we are recording this episode. I, I, I decorated it on August 16th for fall already. Because you gotta spread that, you gotta spread that shit out and, and so enjoy gonna, it. Well, yeah, you wanna enjoy you know? it the whole time. You don't wanna decorate like October 1st and only be able yeah. to enjoy it for a September, a I decorate time. for Halloween. So then I get two months of Halloween. Um, okay, so story time. So, 
All right, so back to, you know, it's widely known, pretty pretty widely known, horror Movies. story, movie. All right, so tell me if you've heard of the Amity... Amityville Horror. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. Have you seen any of the movies? Or have you... No, I'm not a big horror person. Like, there's only been one scary movie that I've watched that I've actually enjoyed, and that was The Shining. Huh. Interesting. Well, so... Which, we should do an episode on the hotel that it was based on. Yeah, we should. So, The Shining, I feel like that's that's an older movie, too. I don't know when <clears throat> that one came out. The older ones aren't as scary because of the effects weren't. Yeah. I like The Shining because even though it's older and you can tell, it wasn't meant to have, like, special visual effects because it's a thriller and mm-hmm. not, a, not a horror. Yeah, you know? it's not about, like, jump scares or having just creepy I appreciate, faces. like, it, it's meant to make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really, like, what the hell is going on? Like, it really uh-huh. makes you, like, what, like, yeah. it's so I mean, confusing. You, I'm, I still think about it sometimes <clears> of... I don't truly understand what actually no, happened. I don't. I think that's I a lot of people. That. I think most people don't really that's understand. Art. That is art. So Steve, Stephen King wrote it. He did. Did he? I don't know. I'm asking you. I don't know. Thank you. I think he did. That Stephen. sounds about right. We're gonna go with that. Okay. But I feel like the, yeah, The Shining was an older movie for sure. So this is an older movie as well. It's uh the the movie itself came out in 1979. So, it's oh. been some time. Aren't there multiple now? Yeah, it's a whole series. There's tons of movies. I don't even know how many there are, or if there's shows, there's documentaries. Like, it's it just spun a whole thing. It started with a book in 1977, so two years before the movie came out. Jay Anson wrote a book called The Amityville Horror. And mm. then <clears throat> that became so successful, became, you know... A movie, and then another movie, and then another movie, and it's just spun. So I feel like even if you're not a fan of horror, like you, uh, you've heard of Amityville Horror. It's just one of those things. Kind of like The Conjuring, The Haunting in Connecticut, you know, you've heard of it. This is just an older. We're taking it back. It's a little bit older. The OG. Yes. Of the genre. The, the, one of the, the remake of the actual original movie was released in 2005, Fun fact, starring Ryan Reynolds. Oh. Yes. He's uh, married to Blake Lively. Yes, he is. Okay. That's important to note. But Ryan Reynolds, yeah, he's in the 2005. So I have not watched these movies. I, I'm i a horror fan up to a certain point. I'm one of those really annoying horror fans that likes to get scared. Like, I like watching scary movies around fall, around pretty much right when October hits, I... I will open myself up to stuff like that, but I'm one of those annoying people that will watch it pretty much, like, through my fingers. Like, I don't want to watch jump scares and stuff like I that. I do it if I have, like, a group of friends. Like, I went and saw It too with a group of friends, and mm-hmm. it was fun, because we were making fun of it the whole time. Okay, well, that, yeah. Which makes it a lot more enjoyable and That makes scary. it better. You don't go home, like, super scared. I, yeah, I have not watched the movies, but I did watch the trailers just to see. I, wa- uh. I watched the trailers after... After doing all my research and putting this together, I didn't want it to influence or anything like that. Mm. And it's really interesting watching just the trailers and just seeing some different things being embellished and just really, especially in the 1979, the original, 
they really went for it. And it's just kind of cheesy because it's an older movie and it's just the acting and everything. It's like, okay, you really wanted people to be scared, but I'm sure it just kind of is funny to watch. And then I watched the trailer with the Ryan Reynolds ones, the Ryan Reynolds one too. And it's definitely better because it's more recent, but mm-hmm. it's not something I I would watch. I'm good with just knowing what happened and watching the trailers and I'm just going to move forward cool. with my life. Cool, cool, cool. So, that's, yeah. Tell that's, me about That's it. where everything, the whole Dead. franchise, everything started. So, of course, like many, many hauntings, I would assume most hauntings, they start with a crime. There's got to be a crime. There's got to be a tragedy. There's got to be something happened to keep Mm-hmm. energy there. So, the crime. This is the evening of November 13th, 1974. So just a few years before. Was it a Friday? I don't know if it was a Friday. November, mm-hmm. Friday the 13th. You Ooh. know what? Can we look that up real quick? Day of the week. It was a Wednesday. Oh. Okay, just kidding. It was a Wednesday. Nothing's... <laughs> One could have hoped. <laughs> Nothing's I was spooky born to on... see here. I was born on a Wednesday. <laughs> I think I was born on a Wednesday, too. Hope day. Um, My son was supposed to be born on a Wednesday. It was a Thursday. Yes, it was. So, yes, it's not not Friday the 13th, but it is still the 13th. The evening of November 13th. It is Wednesday the 13th. Wednesday the 13th. Even spookier. Yes, 1974. You're not suspecting anything to happen. Okay, you're messing with my intro here. I'm trying to build. I'm I'm helping you out. I'm adding to the suspense. No. Okay, so this evening, yeah, in 1974, <laughs> uh-huh. 23-year-old Ronald DeFeo Jr. I I realized that his, I think it's pronounced DeFeo. In doing all of this research, I've had in my brain DeFeo, <laughs> but it's pronounced DeFeo. So if I accidentally say DeFeo, it's because I've just been hours of thinking it's DeFeo. So. It's like when Apologies. you read a book and you don't yeah. you don't care to look up how to pronounce it. And so you time. just make it up in your mind and then it's yep. just set. And you know it's wrong. Yeah. It's just set in stones. But I'm going to do my best. So, okay. De- DeFeo. So Ronald DeFeo Jr. His nickname was Butch, apparently. I am not going to call him Butch. I'm going to call him Ronald. Do you know what Elvis's nickname was that what? his mom called him? What? Booby. They say it in the movie and no one addresses it. Y'all, sometimes nicknames are not, are not suitable. Okay. Butch. Butch, but I'm Butch not. DeFeo. I refuse to call him Butch. I'm not doing it. So, Ronald. Butch. Ronald Jr. He runs into a bar near his home and is screaming that his parents have been shot. Oh. And that he needed help. How, how old was he? 23. 23. Oh, yes. that's how old I am. Yes, you, you would have heard that if you would let me. Fully do my intro. Sorry, you're just painting such a good picture. You know what? I'm, I'm just fully invested. We're just so excited about this horror. So, yes, he runs into the bar, screams that his parents had been shot and they needed, that he needed help. A few men went with him, um, some of them he knew, and they went back to the house. And once they saw the scene inside, the police were immediately called. Oh. They found that his father, Ronald Sr., and his mother, Louise, had each been shot twice. Hmm. And his four siblings, Don, Allison. Damn, yeah. Don, I mean, this is older cases. I mean, people have, yeah. they have a lot of kids. So his four siblings, Don, Allison, Mark, and John Matthew had all been shot once. So 
Hmm. He found his entire family massacred by gunshot. So the parents... The, obviously, they were a good shot, only having yeah, to do it once it, or twice. Yeah, in the face or the back of the head. So, Jeez. So, but his parents, yeah, the parents were the only ones that were shot twice, each shot twice. So they were, hmm. I would assume they were taken out first. Um, was he the oldest? Yes, he was. He was the oldest. So um, Peculiar. Peculiar, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Keep that thought. So they were all in their beds. They were all found dead in their beds, just neatly tucked in the sheets. Oh. So this is immediately weird because you would think that as soon as the first gunshots are loud, I would assume we've all heard a gunshot at one time in our life. They're very loud and you can hear them from far away. Mm Mm-hmm. You're in a house with, you know, sound is going to bounce off the walls and everything. For them to come get you. Yeah. Like they would have been like strewn about the house, you would think. But all of them were tucked in? All of them were in bed? Yeah, they were all in bed. Um, So this this obviously, I mean, it looked like it happened while they were sleeping. There was a lot of people. Yeah. So we'll kind of get into that um, Mm -hmm. later. But. Yeah, it was just a little bit weird to the investigators because it didn't seem like uh, a silencer had been used. It was, and it was just weird. That I, I believe, I didn't dive too much into the details of exactly like what they looked like or how they were found or like if they were which one was shot to I the can face. Paint a you know, in my head. That's I, yeah, I don't, scary. I don't like, especially with kids. Like, I'm not gonna, I don't want to mm. know those details. I just know that it was suspicious the way that they were found because it's just like, what the heck, man? Like, you hear a gunshot, you'd think that the kids would at least run or yeah. come down the hallway or scream or Chaotic. or 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 that somebody in the neighborhood would have heard a mm-hmm, gunshot. Mm-hmm. No one reported hearing gunshots. So it's just that all, yeah. it's just all weird. It's like, it's just an eerie, eerie situation. So Ronald Jr. was immediately taken to the police station for protection because his whole family was just massacred, massacred. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, there's a madman on the loose. Like, we don't, we don't know if they're going to come after him. Was he just in the right place at the right time and, you know, Mm -hmm. just didn't happen to be home. So he was taken to the police station for protection. He told officers that he thought this could be a mob hit. Mm. Mm. I literally wrote that. I literally wrote that in my note. (laughs) M-M-M I literally put put, hmm face. (laughs) Uh, A mob hit. So a 23-year-old finds his entire family shot to death. And his first thing, one of the first things he says to the cops is, yeah, I, it, I think it could be the mob. He apparently says this, he apparently suspects this because he said something about his father potentially having ties to the mob through his business. I think he owned his father, uh, George, I think, or not George, um, sorry, Ronald, uh, Ronald Sr., I think he owned a car dealership or something like that. So mm. he, he said something about, oh, I think he has like ties to the ties to the mob. So just he was a wanted man. It's just odd that that's the first thing that he starts saying. Like he's immediately trying to put a narrative in place and be like, hey, this is what you should look Which at. Which you know? normally wouldn't happen if you were the last living member of your family. Yeah, and it's just, okay, so I read that as he's immediately trying to remove any suspicion from himself uh-huh. by bringing in yeah. this other option immediately. Yeah. 
yeah, it's a little, it's a little far-fetched, uh, and we will find out pretty soon that, you know, obviously there's a reason. He's a liar! There's a reason he's trying to I ain't calling you pin a it on that mob. You know what that's from. Drake and Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Good memories. So at the police station, he states his version of the events and, you know, what he was doing that day and, you know, that he was at the bar and then went home at 6 p.m., you know, and walked in and saw what he saw. So he's just telling telling his story and Why everything. Why would they be in bed at 6 p.m.? Well, I don't know. I think he hadn't been. I don't know if he had been at work that day and just came home. Like, he ended up coming home at 6 p.m. So they had to have been killed the night, like early morning, the night before, something like that. Oh, so they so. could have been dead when he left for work. Yeah, yeah. Which I again, so I didn't, I didn't dive was. into his alibi or anything like that. <laughs> I just know that he came home at six p.m. and yeah, and he was telling these stories, mm. like the story of you know what his day and what he, how he walked in to find the scene and all that. So he was telling the police this pretty much immediately. The police start finding holes in very a- various aspects of his story. Mm-hmm. Um, just certain things that seemed off, or well, of or he did. or he would tell details differently. Just they're just like, okay, this seems a little suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious, man. Literally, by the next day, Ronald Jr. was arrested for the murders of his six family members. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came up with multiple versions of what happened, but ultimately ended up confessing and said he did it. And wow. uh, li- was literally quoted saying, once I started, I just couldn't stop. It went so fast. What? Hell no. That's Hell disturbing. No. That's very disturbing. No, no, it, th- it, no. That seems so calm. There's something about that that seems so I calm. I just stop. couldn't stop. It went so but fast. But that also sounds like words coming from someone who would, like, shoot or stab someone, like, 60 plus times. Yeah. So the... I like, can see that It's for sure. even more eerie to me that they were shot so little. It wasn't overkill. such precision. Yeah. Like, that's hella scarier mm-hmm. than... Someone who just has a bunch of anger and just, uh, you know, murders someone mm-hmm. and overdoes it. And so I, I don't really talk about this at all because it's not, it's more true crimey and less, uh, you know, part of the ghost story. But there were multiple theories going around about why he did it or how he accomplished it. Because again, the investigators were weirded out that six people were murdered um and just kind of just in their beds and it's like what mm-hmm. what the heck so there were theories that he had an accomplice there were theories floating around which just sucks because like she you know is dead and can't like defend herself but there were theories that the oldest sister was a part of it mm. um and that they planned oh. um because they were you know she was rebellious or something like that and wanted to move in with her boyfriend and he Ronald Jr. was you know already having troubles with he he had a troubled childhood he was not not just childhood but he was involved in drugs and just you mm. know kind of the wrong crowd and everything so he was like more of the rebel and the oldest sister Dawn um you know was kind of along she was 18 and she you know she wanted to move in with her boyfriend and everything so there was a theory that they planned and everything together. And minute. yes. And then there's another story that Ronald tries spinning saying that 
he came home and Dawn had killed the whole family and that he mm-hmm. had to kill her because he killed, she killed, the, it's just all, it's all yeah. stupid and it doesn't. Just the continuity of the single shots and everyone. Yeah. Except for like that, I don't know, mm-hmm. the pattern just, it's it just, still it's rubs weird. me the wrong way. I yeah. don't know. That's it's really weird. So there was, there's tons of theories. He himself told multiple different versions of, of what went down over years and years and years. Mm-hmm. So we have no idea the actual truth of it. All we know is that Ronald <laughs> killed his family and he, huh. yeah, that's, uh, it doesn't, right. it doesn't matter what he says, you know, he, they're not here to defend themselves and say otherwise. So that we're not going to get into that part of it. But one of the, the police's theory that um, the police suspected that he did this so that he could receive the life insurance money of $200,000. Ask me what the, what $200,000 today would be. What? Like a couple million? 1.2 million. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's a lot of money. Hashtag inflation. Mm. Wow. Can I say hashtag? Is that a thing still? Do people say hashtag before words uh, or is that, does that age you me? You were fine until you asked about it. Okay, just cut that out. <laughs> just cut that out. I'm cool. I'm a cool mom. Oh, okay. Can we get, I want a shirt now that says I'm a cool mom. Okay, I'll get you one. Okay. So that's what the police, that's one of the theories the police had was that he did it for the money. You know, he's on, he's had drug, drug use and everything. He's rebellious. He didn't really get along with his... His father, you know, it's, we've heard, you hear this time and time again about the life insurance money and mm-hmm. unfortunately kids killing their parents because they wouldn't inherit, inherit, you know, their wealth or their insurance policy. So it's. You want to speed up the process. It's all shitty either way. Mm-hmm. Now, Ronald Jr.'s lawyer, I'm just going to say Ronald. I'm not going to keep calling him Ronald Jr. If RJ. I'm ta- if I'm talking about his father, I'll just say, him, I'll just, say Ronald Sr., but I'm not going to call say- him RJ. But um, Ronald and Ronnie. Ronald. <laughs> Ronald's lawyer argued that he committed the murders because he was actually insane. So he ended up saying, Ronald said that he heard voices telling him to kill his family. He said that. Okay. Speaking of Ryan Reynolds, that oh. makes me think of the voices movie that we watched together and I couldn't finish it because it was making me so anxious. Is it the one where he like chopped off their heads and put yeah, them in Yeah, the and they're fridge? like talking yeah. to him and yeah. the cat talks to him. Oh yeah, that's messed <laughs> up. I still haven't finished it. It's I can't. like the it's like the least Ryan Reynolds movie you would it's ever so think of. It's so satirical and supposed to be not that great, but it, Anna Kendrick's it in it too. Which is... I know, and it made me it just made me too anxious. I yeah. couldn't. I yeah. couldn't finish it. Yeah, so he Claimed that he heard voices and that a cloaked figure in their oh, hell no. in their basement was telling him that he needed to kill his family. I really want to get up and baby. I really yeah, want to get up and shut the bathroom door. Shut the bathroom door real quick because there's a mirror staring at me right now. So hold on. Do you need me to shut the door for you, please? What if I sing to you? No, because you, you were shut about the door. to say something and now and it creeped me out. No, no, no. I was gonna sing. I was gonna sing. Let's go, girls. See, Shania Twain got you through it. I thought you were going to say something creepy as I was shutting the door. Oh, no, no, no. I was literally trying to think of something oh. to sing to you to to soothe your am nerves. I, am, I hope I'm talking to the microphone good enough because I'm kind of like... I can like, hear you. Okay. Okay. The door is shut. 
I could not handle a dark <laughs> bathroom mirror staring at me while I it was, discuss. It's you staring at yourself through the mirror. Okay, well, either way, it's just not okay. In two ways. I didn't want to see that. So he claimed that a cloaked figure in the basement was telling him to kill his family because they were already planning to get rid of him. That's logical, right? The cloaked figure was planning to get rid of him? No, the cloaked figure told him that his family was planning on getting rid of him. Oh my god. It's a lot to unpack Ronald's mind. His lawyer, once again, is trying to claim that he is insane. Mm -hmm. So this is looking, you know, it's looking pretty good because he's like, oh, voices and uh, this figure like made me do it. Hmm. Uh, In the 70s, you know, most, I would, I would think people are gonna be like, yeah, no, he's insane. Yeah, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Or that he has schizophrenia. Right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. A psychiatrist for the defense believed that Ronald was mentally ill and that he was in a state of, quote, paranoid psychosis as he killed each of his family members one by one. That's a long time to be in psychosis. Then a psychiatrist... For the prosecution, Mm. they also determined that Ronald was mentally ill. So that's, you know, but but, they determined that he was still aware of what he was doing. So that is Mm. not a defense for being insane. Even if you're seeing things and hearing things, you still have a choice to... Well, and it's not... not, It's not that. It's not just that. He later admitted to himself... He did it to himself. <laughs> he admitted. And he told, he told himself. He admitted to cleaning himself up after the murders. He cleaned himself up. Like he took a uh, shower, got dressed. And, which shows a lot of premeditation. And, yes, and hid the evidence. He hid it in a storm drain. And then. That's not somebody that's insane and just goes pulled, crazy. Pulled and, out the performance of his life. Well, not really because the police saw right through that bullshit. But he tried. So he tried hiding it. So that's not Mm. insane. Whether you're hearing voices or not, you have the wherewithal to shower Mm -hmm. and and hide the evidence. Mm -hmm. It's not like you just go out and you're like, I did this and I don't know why. You know what I mean? So even though he was found to be mentally ill, he was still responsible. He was responsible for these murders. Mm -hmm. He did the damn thing. It's not okay. We are going to sentence you. He was ultimately found guilty because, duh. Yeah. And remained in prison until he died last year at the age of 69. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) We're adults here. (laughs) So (laughs) that is, that's the crime. That is, we're prefacing this. We are, I'm. Giving the backstory. Yes, I'm giving you the lowdown on what happened. This horrible massacre which i did not mean to do this back to back like family massacres because my last story that i did was the axe murders and it was eight people that were murdered in their sleep yeah um did not mean to do this back to back this was just kind of one that i've been wanting to do but yeah it's uh i'm gonna take a little break from family murders after this and we're gonna find something a little bit more lighthearted if we can yeah that's what happened six murders all at the hands of a trusted brother and son so Mm. that just is that's a that's a recipe for just negative shit right it's a breeding ground breeding ground that's a that's a good way to put it for the evil yeah i'm like i'm imagining so say say this house was totally clean and there was just nothing there 
uh, like no paranormal anything like this cloaked figure didn't exist you know like mm-hmm. say say that there was just nothing in this house and then this goes down i mean imagine not not imagine but like i imagine if i was like the mother and i was just murdered by my son and then i'm like i'm hanging out right like mm-hmm. my spirit's still there like i'm just killed so i'm like i'm still attached because you know murder and i see my son go shower and clean himself up and then go fake like getting oh, yeah. help i'm gonna be living a, ma- a bad mood oh my gosh that that alone i'm like i would be attached to that house i'd be like i have so much unfinished business hell no hell yeah. no this child i brought into the world is not gonna get you know get away with this so even if there wasn't anything in the house beforehand, like, I, it's totally understandable that there would be stuff. Just like the Velisca axe murders, you know, when some something tragic happens and six people lose their life at all at one time, mm-hmm. you know, that, I mean, I definitely would, would think the place is haunted. We are going to talk about the next occupants of the house. Mm-hmm. The house was on the market and, and completely empty for about a year. Oh, that's a short amount of time. Yeah. For yeah. a murder house. Yeah. I would it, think. It, I, I don't mean, know anything about well, real so, estate with, <laughs> with haunted houses, but I would think that that's... They didn't know. This family didn't know originally when they first... No, no, no. But they knew when they moved in. But um, when they first started looking at the house, they didn't even know about the... Tra- you know what, what happened? They ended up buying the house and moved in. December of 1975. So this is one year mm-hmm. after the murders happened. Because remember November 1974. November, yeah, yeah. So this was, this also was one month. December 1975 was one month after Ronald was convicted for the murders. Wow. Mm-hmm. That was quick. Mm-hmm. They were efficient back then. Uh-huh. Just the system has just slowed way down now. Even though we have better technology. Yeah. Yeah. We're not. I don't, want, uh-huh. I don't even want to get into that. They claimed. So this is the Lutz family. I don't know if I said that. Lutz. Lutz family. The Lutzes move in. Yes. The Lutz it's family. one year later. What happened? They, they claimed that they hired a priest to come in and bless the house and cleanse it because, you know, they they fell in love with this house. Doing their best to make it yeah. a fresh start. Yeah, they fell okay. in love with this house. They, you know, find out from the real estate agent, like, hey, this happened here. They're obsessed with the house because it's a beautiful house. It's like a mm-hmm. steal. They get it for $80,000, which was a steal because nobody wanted this Mm-hmm. tragedy house but they were like yeah we're gonna just go ahead and get a priest to come in they claimed that they had a priest come in there's not really evidence to back that up but they said that they had a priest come in to bless it and george lutz said that the priest told him while he was blessing the home that he was slapped by an unseen force and was told to get out ew ew david <laughs> ew david <laughs> that's um that's what he that's what george claims which we're gonna talk a lot about george so get ready get ready to hear about george lutz a lot um so he claimed that george lutz a lot lutz a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah he claims the priest tells him this they decide to move in anyway so this tells me one of two things it's a bad idea they either were skeptics and did not believe you know, in the or paranormal, they just it, were too positive for their own good. Yeah, well, I, that wasn't even one of my points, but that that could be a third. My other point was they may have liked the idea of moving into a haunted house. 
Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. So there's a couple ways you could go with it, but it's kind of like, if that priest thing actually happened, to me at least, if if I were in that That's situation, that actually, yeah. I would run so far the other, other way. There's what did ab- you say the voice said again? Get out. I could make that sound a lot creepier. Get out. <laughs> this makes me laugh more than it makes me scared. It reminds me of, um, every time I do that voice, it reminds me of House Bunny. When oh. Anna Ferris is trying Brenda. to learn names. None of them. Yeah, so they just, yeah, they're like, yeah, let's go for it. I mean, it's fine. We're going to move. This house is beautiful. It's a steal. Let's get it, y'all. All right. So George all and right, Kathy. All right, all right. All right, all right. George and Kathy Lutz. Of course her name's Kathy. Kathy, yes. We're not going to really talk much about Kathy. It's mostly George. Oh, is she irrelevant? George is the star. <laughs> So they move in along with their three children. Damn, why do all these people got all these kids? They, well, yeah. And uh, they lived in their gorgeous new... Gorgeous. I added a T there. It was just I'm not stunning. sick, y'all. They lived in their gorgeous new house for a whopping 28 days before fleeing. Oh. They got out of there. They uh. left. It, this place, this home, was described as their dream house. Like, beautiful. It, it's really beautiful. It's a colonial, like a ju- Dutch colonial style. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. Yet, one month into living there, they left all of their belongings. What? All of their food. Like, all of their food in the fridge. They, they li- literally just they literally scattered. They literally left everything except for a few pairs of clothes, and they just left. Oh my god. So very dramatic. It definitely, I mean, you hear that and you're like, they could not get out fast enough. They didn't even take their stuff. All I hear is the the song with the sirens is like, Meh. oh shit. Yeah. Oh shit. The London Bridge song. I think that's that London is, Bridge. That is London Bridge. My very first MySpace <laughs> song I ever. Connect. I, random snippets of songs don't make connections in my head most of the time. Yep. I only hear... That's Fergie Ferg, y'all. Fergie Ferg. Yeah, they just left. They're like, we don't need our shit. Like, we just need to get out. Well, good for them. There were rumors circulating. Obviously, like, it's a town. Like, people are going to talk. And these people just lived in their house for 28 days and then left. So, in this murder house. Do you know how big Amityville is? Amityville is a village in Long Island, New York. I didn't say that. I didn't didn't say that we were... If you didn't know where Amityville is... How quaint. It's Long Island. The population as of 2020 is 9,400 people. So in the 70s, it's going to be a lot smaller. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Well, it might have diminished since this happened, honestly. Well, okay. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. So, yeah, rumors started circulating that they left the house because of it being haunted by the DeFeos. So these people, the Lutzes, literally held a press conference to clear the air. I just spit, so sorry. Held a press conference to clear the air and let people in on why they left so abruptly. So they wanted to come from from them and not let rumors circulate. So George at the conference, the press conference... Said he didn't want to get too into details. He didn't really want to talk all that much about what happened. But he did confirm that a, quote, very strong force made them leave their home. 
this this force was so powerful that it it made them leave everything Darth in their home. Darth Vader was in their basement. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he was. You know, people were a little bit weirded out by that. Like, why are you not going back to your stuff at least? Like, are you really afraid even, of that? They don't even want to. They don't even want to step anything. foot in it. Will yes. risk anything being attached to their possibly. Things. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, if it were me, I'd be like, I don't even want. I can't step foot in there, you know, after what I've experienced. You know, like our house growing up, you could not pay me money to step foot back in that house. Oh, really? There's no way. There's no way I would go back into the house, especially being older and just like when you grow, when you get older and you remember things as a child and everything. It's almost like they become more vivid. Um, and mm. like just having all of those memories and everything, you know, I was a child then I was a child and like, I couldn't fully I'd understand. Go oh, I'd go back. Mm-mm. You cry easy. Nope. 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 George claimed that the reason they, none of them were going to go back and step foot in the house was quote, because of our concern for our own personal safety as a family. Yeah. That's pretty drastic. I mean, mm-hmm. a safety as a family. Like, my family is at Especially risk. Especially in the 70s mm-hmm. for all the skeptics. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's a lot more common to accept that a lot of people have different beliefs about mm-hmm. ghosts and spirits and things. But in the 70s, I feel like people were a lot, were bullied a lot more if they yeah, actually well, believed in it. Especially, I mean, men, I think, admitting Yeah, but this is a whole family. I mean... uh, Well, the man... You know, the father of the family admitting that something that is... Oh, that he, like, got driven out of his house, basically? Driven out of his house by something that's unseen. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. In the 70s. I feel like that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually... My next point, I literally put... (laughs) I literally talk about the 70s. He was like, I don't... You know, I don't want to go into further detail, but yeah, this is kind of... This is what happened. This is why we aren't going back. In interviews later in life, um, he would go into further detail about things that they experienced. Um, so I'll dive into that here in a, in a minute. One day after this press conference, this is where I talked about the 70s and just like ghost stuff. One day after the press conference, people swarmed the home, like the outside of the home, um, wanting to get a glimpse, see if they could see anything spooky. Like they just were super fascinated by this because... It's the 70s, and there's not, like, a whole lot going. I mean, it's a smaller town. And yeah. um, and in the 70s, he, literally hearing of the six murders in the first place, and then a year later, this family being driven out, it was a huge fascination. People are like, yeah. whoa, what's going on? Like, I want to get a piece of this. Like, I want to uh-huh. experience it. I want to see it. A couple months after the Lutzes moved out, Various paranormal crews and experts, psychics, you know, of all kinds were invited to explore the house to investigate overnight. You know, like I said, it's a huge fascination. People want to know what's going on. This was all put together with a TV station and a reporter named Laura Didio. People wanted concrete answers as to what the hell is in that house and to confirm, you know, it is there even anything in that house? Or is this kind of all just like a big spectacle? Like nobody knew what was going on. We needed answers. Mm -hmm. We, they needed answers. Um, We, the people. Yes. We, the people need answers. So lots of people wanted to check it out for themselves. You know, these ghost hunter types. Two of these people who came to investigate were Ed and Lorraine Warren. Why are you looking at me? Those names don't They don't ring a bell? No. 
ha- The Conjuring. Dude, I told you I don't I watch know you don't. scary movies. I know, but you, you, I don't know anyone in The Conjuring. I don't okay. know anyone in Amityville right. Horror. I don't know anyone. Listeners, if you if you watch scary <laughs> movies or you, <laughs> I I feel like most people have heard of uh, most people that are interested in horror, you know, scary movies or even ghost stuff have heard of Ed and Lorraine Warren. They are literally the subjects of The Conjuring. You, what I, type of subjects? Are they the people that experience things or yes, what? Yes, so they are investigators. They're a married couple. Lorraine is a like a psychic, uh, like well, a clairvoyant medium type. So she's, you know, more in touch with what's going on. And Ed is a, like a, a demonologist. Um, And these are real people, but their stories, their cases and everything inspired The Conjuring, Annabelle, the Amityville Horror. Like, they're very famous in the paranormal community. And I actually have an episode planned where I want to talk about, like, five to seven of the cases, like, their most famous cases, and just Mm. do an episode on the Warrens, Ed and Lorraine Warren. I think they're very fascinating people. So, okay, so they went to the Amityville Yes, they house. were part of this whole investigation that happened a the couple swarm. months after. Yes. So just remember them. Remember the Warrens. You've heard about the crime. You've heard about how the family, you know, moved out immediately, how it captured the, the town's attention, and how tons of people showed up to see what was going on. So what actual spooky shit went down in the house? Um, I don't know, Rachel. Why um, don't you tell me? Well, here we go, sis. The Lutzes said that they would smell really odd or disturbing odors, which I don't know what you would consider a disturbing odor. Well, I mean, like, rotten eggs and, mm. like, sulfur is, yeah. the, is the common, like, ghost smell. I guess that's, yeah, that would be disturbing. Even if you don't know if it's associated with demons, um, well, if you, it's like, still disturbing. Well, if you, like, smell a fart or something, you're automatically disturbed. <laughs> I'd be like, that's disturbing. <laughs> yeah, so they especially smelled, if it wasn't you. They, sm- they smelled really... <laughs> It smelled really weird things. George said that there would be so George. We remember George Lutz. Jorge. He's um he goes by George though. So he okay, well, uh, he said okay. that he said that there would be multiple days in a row where he could not get warm. Like that sounds like mom <laughs> experience <laughs> in the house. It does. It totally she does. always talks about how her nose gets cold. <laughs> she does talk about that. <laughs> Oh man, I mean, I I wear socks all the time and jackets ew. in the summer if I'm cold in my house. I oh, mean, I thought you meant like to sleep. No, ew, eh, no, hell no. I get way too hot when I sleep. He said he just couldn't get warm. So you're you're in your home, which is supposed to be your cozy sacred space, and you're just having to freaking tend to this fire, poking this fire all the live long day and night. Trying to just stay warm because this thing has just wrapped you in its cold embrace. So that sounds terrible. That because sounds romantic. Uh, <laughs> yes, Erica. Yes, it is. Um, but that just sounds horrible to me because I hate being cold. Oh, I love the cold. I like see, and we're so opposite because you don't like you don't really like being cold at night. Like you don't sleep with it all that cold, and then. Chris and I sleep with it at like 67 degrees at our house because we like get so hot at night. But during the day, uh uh-uh. I like, no, give me a blanket. I don't care if it's the summer. Like if it's chilly, if there's a breeze, I like, I require pants and a blanket. Well, I'm just naturally like, I don't have to sleep with it. Like I like to sleep with it cold, not the Arctic. I don't really have Mm. to, 
but I'm just naturally like a like a, a warm person. I I'm, I've been told many a times, but if I sit mm. too close to someone, I I just radiate heat when I'm like conscious. Hmm. Interesting. Stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. <clears throat> I'm being hot. being cold, but this just doesn't sound appealing. Like you're you're having to run a fireplace all the time just to stay warm. Yeah, that just sounds it, it just sounds horrible. No, thank you. Um, and he said, yeah, it would it would last days at a time, and. And then I guess it would just go away or like episodes come and go. of yeah, cool breeze. I guess so. So no, thank you, sir. Hmm. He also said that he would randomly wake up around three a.m. most days. He he would just wake up. The DeFeo family, the the family that was murdered, was it was estimated that they were murdered around three a.m. So remember, remember Ronald came home at 6 p.m. Uh-huh. and said he found his family? They had so been they dead had... all day. I know. That's why it's, like, freaking crusty that he, like, probably went and slept and then went and woke up for work and... Did it, just went about day. his day. Yeah. And he, he called home multiple times to try and establish an alibi. Like, that he was calling home and trying to check. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. It's just not okay. Through the witching hour, he's just waking up at 3 a.m. And, I mean, even if it, they hadn't been estimated to be killed around 3 a.m., it's still creepy because it's mm-hmm. 3 a.m. No one wants well, to wake up. Well, middle of the night is, like, when most people are most vulnerable, just emotionally. Oh, I really... Oh, that freaks me out going to sleep tonight. I don't even want to think about that. But... It's okay. You'll be by me. So... I'll protect you. One of the more interesting things... This is... We're, we're escalating from, like, being cold and feeling like a breeze... Waking up and becoming conscious, you know, at at a certain time. We're just taking a big old leap to levitation. Oh, shit. (laughs) George said that he witnessed one time his wife, Kathy, in their bed, just levitating. Hell no. That was beautiful. I tried to emulate Elvis a little bit. Oh. Still got that. He's the man of the month. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's that's not okay. That's not that's not something anybody wants to witness. There It'd be was cool to experience. He also so this is so we're just gonna get a, even a little bit more far fetched. Mm-hmm. He also claimed one time that he visually he lit he like I can't even express this enough like the literal aspect of this. He watched his wife Kathy. I'm already creeped out. Like age into like a ninety year old woman. What? I don't know. That sounds like something that would be in The Shining. Ew. Like, very random, well, very, like... Well, I mean, like... you think about the naked lady in The Shining. She oh, starts, yeah. like, super, yeah. like, pretty, and then and, she, like... And, like, deteriorates. Yeah, dear, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. That's a really good point. I totally forgot about that scene. Connection. I looked away when that started happening. I could not watch that whole thing. But, yeah, yeah she I started deteriorating. when he started dancing with her. I couldn't... <laughs> yeah, no. So, yeah, he, he said that that happened, so that's just, that seems, you hear that and you're like, ah, okay, dude, like, did that really happen? Like, that that sounds a little a little crazy, but that's what he said. He said that happened. Um, other members of the family said that they would find doors ripped from their hinges, cabinets would slam shut, and once again, you know, we're just going to take it right back to that just crazy town, just right up there. They, George said that green slime would ooze from the walls. That's another shining thing that makes me think of the blood coming from the elevator. 
Oh, well, in the in the movie, the um, Amityville Horror, it's bl- there's blood coming from the walls. Mm. So they, like, change it to blood and not green slime. So that's, that's a, again, a little far-fetched, you know. But we'll, we'll come back to that in a minute. Well, like, I mean, if you think about what's-his-face, Ronnie. And <laughs> Ronald, Ronald Jr., <laughs> the murderer. Yeah, and you know, a figure telling him to do things. Mm-hmm. Like, what if it makes things hallucinate as well? Okay, yeah. I, when I was reading all this, I was wondering about that. Because, like, I, I've i always wondered... Okay, I'm not crapping on, like, mental illness or anything like that. Like, we are both obviously very big advocates for, like, mental health and, like, mm-hmm. all, you know, taking care of yourself. But it always, it kind of has always been in the back of my mind of, like, schizophrenia and stuff like that. I'm like, what if these people are actually being tormented by, like, something from another plane? Like, mm -hmm. what if it's actual, like, demonic? Well, I mean, I'm not going to say who just for, you know, anonymity purposes. That's the word, right? Anonymity. It sounds right, but it also kind of sounded like Finding Nemo when he's trying to to talk about it. Um... To keep this person anonymous, just because I don't know their preferences, I've had someone tell me about, you know, experiences with hallucinations Mm -hmm. in real life um, with some, like, mental health things. Mm -hmm. And even just listening to it, like, I can't even imagine experiencing that. Mm. Even when it's the smallest things of, like, hearing your name all the time. Oh, hell no. You know, and it's not just, like, a creepy, like... Rachel, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like it's it's hearing people call your name that you would be normal for them to, and then Ew. when you experience, yeah, it's stuff like that. And oh so, like gosh. hearing a firsthand ex- like uh-huh. account from someone that I know uh-huh. talk about those things, it just, I mean, it's a really scary thing. That's like not, you know, it's dramatized mm-hmm. in movies, yeah, and yeah. film and stuff, but. It, it's a real life thing that people struggle with. So it yeah, and it some of the some of the stories that scarier. I've read before, I'm I it, again, I just really wonder, like, because we, we would never know if that's an actual, if those are like demons, like preying on humans and literally making them see shit. Like we literally, we would never know. Mm-hmm. You know, we say it's a mental illness and everything, which it is, but again, but we as humans could never possibly figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always, that's always in the back of my mind, wondering, like, is that, is that something more sinister that we just can't well, see? it makes me think about mediums, too, where, like, they have a permanent, like, filter removed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if it's not even, um, what, I don't want to say hyp- hypnosis, um, hallucinations, like, it's not permanent hallucinations, it's a permanent filter that humans just have, and they just, like, get rid of it. Hmm. So that a little bit of the border between planes, like you said, mm-hmm. is just removed. And then yep. you're just stuck seeing all this crap. Ew. So, can... like, it makes me think about mediums, mm-hmm. like, what they actually experience. And if it's just, it's something similar. Yeah. I feel like we could, I, I could. But they're able to, to interpret it better. Mm-hmm. So they have more control. I could literally go off on theories and stuff that I have about about stuff like that just mm-hmm. all all night long because it's just it's just all so fascinating because we just will never know we can mm-hmm. only speculate, but especially if you know seeing green slime or something like that or some of the things people see I mean you it could be hallucinations yeah. that are caused by by something there, uh-huh. 
Um, <clears throat> the um, the children, the Lutz children, so there's three of them, two boys and one girl, they said, you know, that they would see shadowy figures. Uh, uh-huh. Apparently one of them, I didn't see, like, which one said this, but one of them said that they were thrown up a staircase. It's one of those things that you're like... Like, when you trip going up the stairs, you're like, how the hell did I trip going up the stairs? It's yeah. like, they got thrown, like... That's wild. Up the stairs. That's... that I would say that's mildly aggressive. Mm-hmm. That's not necessary, so we don't need that here. And then one of them claimed in the documentary, My Amityville Horror, that he had actually been possessed by a spirit and, like, could not shake it. Like, couldn't, didn't know how to get rid of it. He said, you know, 100% he believes that there is, there's evil demonic spirits in the house. Um, and that, you know, they did, he was basically verifying what his dad was saying in the press conference and in interviews and stuff that they were terrorized for 28 days. Um, the, the youngest Lutz child, um, I'm not going to say her name because she has never publicly talked about that her like anything with the house at all never publicly talked about details which could be one of two things you're either scared shitless and you don't want to talk about that Mm -hmm. um your experience or nothing happened and you like have nothing to share or Mm -hmm. like or you know you just don't want to be in the public eye because your family's been thrown in the public eye you know those are those are some of the things that the family experienced the lutz family experienced Mm -hmm. in the 28 days of them living there so Wide variety, all kinds of stuff. So we're going to go back to the psychics real quick. I mentioned Ed and Lorraine Warren. Mm -hmm. They, um, so they were part of that, you know, the whole investigation and everything of people trying to verify the claims. And Lorraine, so remember Lorraine, Lorraine is like the clairvoyant medium, Mm -hmm. you know. She said that she had a, quote, overwhelming feeling of horror horrible depression in the house so right off the bat she's verifying you know yes there's something here Mm -hmm. um now of course this you can take it with a grain of salt if you believe in mediums you know if you believe in any of that the warrens have you know a career like they are very very famous like i said in the paranormal community so they're you know their word is trusted within that community um so people took that pretty seriously also to kind of go along with their investigation that verified you know may or may not have verified that something was there um they take pictures they take Lots of pictures um, while they're doing an investigation to see if they can keep any, or, uh, see if they can capture any creepy creepers, you know, on film. And there is one photo that they took that went, you know, went viral, if you will, back then. And uh, I'm going to show it to you right now. Oh. So I'm going to tell you I'm what it to is. sleep tonight. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what it is first, because it might not be creepy to you. It's all subjective. Um... It's, they were just taking pictures around the house and you see like an open doorway, like to one of the bedrooms and it literally is like a little boy, like peering out. I don't want to see it. You don't want to see it? No, I got to sleep tonight. For real? I'm literally watching a little boy tomorrow. Oh. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, never Tomorrow mind. morning. <laughs> that changes things. Okay, well, you can send it to me in a text. <clears throat> okay, a well, y'all, y'all, if you want to go see, um, if you want to look at this, ju- I mean, it's really easy to find. Um, and it's just, you know, obviously it's a black and white picture and you clearly see a boy and he, his eyes are glowing. Which, you know, if you uh-huh. flash and stuff like that, that's obviously going to happen. The thing that I have an issue with is that, first of all, it looks like an actual boy. Like, it doesn't uh-huh. look like a, like, specter, like a yeah. see-through or just like a figure. It's very clearly, like, a young boy. Uh-huh. I did see photos of, like, people comparing what the youngest De- um, DeFeo boy looked like. And, like, he looks... Just He's like so, him. Oh, wow. Um, but it's just so clear. And, like, there was a podcast, or there was, like, a um, a video that I was watching that was talking about this photo. And it's like, okay, think about how many paranormal investigators there are out there and how many people take photos, ghost adventurers, ghost hunters, mm-hmm. and nobody ever captures something like that, mm-hmm. ever. Like, mm-hmm. a clear human. Like, it's clearly a little boy. So it's a little bit, it's like, we have no idea if the photo's real or not. Mm, mm-hmm. Being a photographer, I can tell you it's very easy to Photoshop something. Like, yeah. the only, and and for one of my projects when I was in school, like, and for one of my creative projects, I literally did something almost exactly like that, which I'm thinking about posting that along with this. <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to include that picture because it reminds me of the picture that I took because, like, there's glowing eyes and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's, it'd be super easy to Photoshop something like that. The only way to determine if a photo is, like, legit is to have the original format. Mm-hmm. You need that actual like the film that it was taken on mm-hmm. or like the raw you know the raw format so this was in the 70s you know where we're not gonna get that so she stated that there was you know the, the clearly a heavy presence there got the photo and then ed one source said that ed was physically pushed down to the floor while he was exploring the basement and the oh basement is where the supposed cloaked figure was oh. Yeah, Lorraine was also pushed backwards by this unknown thing, she claimed. She said she also had visions of the DeFeo's dead bodies laying next to each other in the basement. Ew. Which is where they were, lying next to each other covered with sheets before they were removed one by one to go to the corner. So she said she had visions of that. Supposedly, they had no knowledge of what went down in this house before they arrived. So I don't know how much truth there is to that, you know? Decide for, you know, decide yourself what what you would like to believe. That is, yeah, those those are just like the, there's not a ton of accounts of things going on with this house other than the Lutz family and the The psychics. yeah. Yeah, there's... Um, mm. There's no proof. Is it still standing to this day? It is. And it's had multiple owners since then. Not one of them claim that they have ever experienced anything in the house. You could see that as, okay. Did they, did they live there? Yes. The owners? Yes. There's people that have, like, it has exchanged hands, like, multiple times. Weird. Just like a normal house that goes up for sale, like, when you move. And, um... The people that lived there after, right after the Lutzes, like in 1979, I believe, um, kind of just went after uh, George and Kathy saying, like, you know, nothing's ever... They lived there for 10 years, and they said nothing ever Ew. happened. Now, did things happen, and they just, like, chose to ignore them, and they 
because like this was a huge spectacle. So if you're living in a home, you don't want people coming around all hours of the night. And they said people were constantly knocking on their doors, like wanting to come inside and like Mm -hmm. take a peek around. So if it were me, I'd be telling people, no, nothing happens here. Like, there's nothing, you know, to get rid of people. Uh But on the other hand, if there were actually things happen and they were trying to keep them on the down low, you're not going to live in a house like that for 10 years. Yeah. Now, we lived in our haunted house for 10 years, but that's also because... we didn't have that level of... No, we never had anything... No, we never had anything evil happen to where it was like, oh, I'm scared to literally walk into my house. Also, we were children, so, like, we had no say. It's it's pretty much th- like the last thing that I'm going to talk about are like the doubters because, you know, I've told you this fantastical ghost story and like all these really extreme things happening in this house in this like mm-hmm. quaint little town. Then you have the skeptics and everything that are like, no, nothing ever happened to this house. The attorney for Ronald Jr., mm-hmm. okay, his, his defense attorney that tried claiming he was insane and blah, blah, blah. He stated later on, that him and the Lutz, George and Kathy Lutz, made the story up while they were, like, having wine one night. He said that George and Kathy were, like, were telling him a couple of things that they had experienced in the house and that over multiple bottles of wine, they came up with this, like, amazing story and, like, embellished on tons of different details and um, decided to just run with it. So the attorney is claiming this. His name's Weber. But they lost all that money from all their things that they left in the house. Yes. Yeah. And oh, also, Weber happens to claim this. He goes to the press and claims this. Claims that he was actually, it was his idea to come up with this whole story and like embellish these these ghostly things. He goes to the press the day that the movie came out. So that's weird. Yeah, that is weird. That's very much like, I want to be in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. I need my name attached to this house and everything having to do with this house. I want a piece of that pie. Mm -hmm. I need that. So I don't like that. I don't really give a shit that he came out and said that. Um, because I don't, I don't really believe it. George did later admit in interviews that certain aspects were enhanced, but he like held true that that house was haunted and that they had to get the hell out of there. Hmm. But he did say certain things such as the green slime. He said that that was made up. Mm. So our whole, he's not very creative. Yeah. I, it's also like. If, if you went through this traumatic experience and you're, you know, you hold a press conference right after just vacating your home, you know, so dramatic, so drastically, why the hell would you lie about anything that yeah. would take down your credibility? Like, that's, you know, sketchy, so... super sketchy. So after that, after the attorney, you know, came forward and said all that, you know, and made his claims, the whole town kind of got angry about it, like the reputation that it was developing and, you know, tourists and all this kind of stuff. And they're just basically like, no, this, like nothing happened. This never happened. Like I said, all the owners, all the pre, the, um, the following owners tried to, you know, end this saying nothing ever happened. You know, they ended up changing their address and they like changed the number of their address because mm. they were just getting so many people, you know, people are, people will be crazy. They want to show up and like yeah. see those goodies. 
those ghostly goodies. Ghostly goodies. There was a theory that this, I just thought this was interesting and it has like, it's not substantiated at all. There were, there's just like, you could just talk for like hours about the theories around like the murders and possession and like all this kind of stuff. Cause at one time Ronald's attorney tried claiming that the house was already like an entity and, like, took over Ronald and, like, made him, um, you know, made him do this stuff. And so, in 1977, there was a medium that claimed there was a very angry Native American chief living in the house, Hmm. causing all these horrible things to happen because it had been built on a sacred burial ground. Yeah, that's a common theme. Yeah, this medium truly believed that Ronald Jr. was possessed by this chief and was the sole reason for killing his entire family. Which which is all complete bullshit because there's no record of any Native American burial grounds in Amityville. Yeah, that seems very random. (laughs) That is literally, again, like, we could literally talk about this for hours because there's so much to this story that's like, this person claimed this. Nope, it's bullshit. This person claimed this. No, that's, there's absolutely no way. Like, there's just so, it's like, the whole thing is just such a, it just became a huge circus. Like, and it's one, it's one of those things that's like, I literally don't know what to believe because there's been so many lies and like, just rumors and gossip it's just, it's just nuts. The only real thing that we know is that six people were murdered by their loved one and that the following family only lasted 28 days. Mm-hmm. Those are the only facts that we have. George Lutz, the, uh, you know, the one, the owner, maintained that everything the family said happened in the home, you know, except for those couple embellishments, were absolutely true And he stuck by that until he died in 2006. The children, you know, have kind of said conflicting things from time to time about what went down. Just either way, it's it's just all a lot to take in. And you just... It's up to you. Were were people just straight up bored in the 70s and just needed, you know, wanted to make a fancy story? You know, the Lutzes made made money off of the story Mm -hmm. because of the book deal and then movies. Did the house ever even have one paranormal thing happen in it? Or is it literally just a normal ass house? That a tragic that Yeah, that a tragedy happened and then these people just like fed off of this tragedy and made the spectacle. Like, Uh it's pretty interesting. The world may never know. We'll, no, we will never know. All we know is that there's a shit ton of movies that were ba- that kind of came off of this. And yeah, it's like a staple in horror movies for sure. Like mm-hmm. if you watch The Conjuring, you watch, you know, that's I, that's the only one that I'm like think coming up with right now because I actually watched it like when it came out. But yeah, it's most people I would say would have heard of this and but just don't know the actual background. True or not. Well, what do you think, listeners? Yeah, that would be. Let us know. We maybe we'll like put a poll up after we um, after we release the episode. Fact or let's, fake? Let's let's put a poll up and see. Yeah, I would like to know what everyone thinks because again, we kind of just dipped our toe into all the craziness surrounding this house, but um, just based on everything we talked about. Yeah, do you think this was all just a big show, or do you think there is something dark and demony? 
lingering in this Demon-y. house. <laughs> and maybe he's just, maybe it's been dormant. Maybe it, like, maybe. had its fun messing with people and it's it like just moved the, on. It the clown. <laughs> it may, I mean, we'll never know. We literally will never know. But it's an interesting thing to think about. Yep. Can demons go dormant? All right, so thanks for bearing with us while we kind of had to skip a week because of the Darona. Darona. Yep, finally got me after two and a half years. <sighs> it was bound to happen. skating along. It was bound Rona to happen. free. But we're going to, um, we got a little surprise that we talked about on our Instagram mm-hmm. um, that was going to come up here pretty soon to make up for the missing episode that we were not able to provide you with last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to start introducing, sprinkling in here and there, some mini episodes. Yes, yes we um, are. Just to give you a little, like... Just a little taste of a story if you don't want to deep dive into a full episode. Yeah, if you're just, if you have like a little short commute to work and you just need Mm -hmm. a, you know, a little, maybe 20 to 30 minute, we haven't really, we don't really know. Yeah, around 20 to 30 minutes, just going to be shorter stories that don't necessarily have a lot to cover mm-hmm. over um, a full episode link. But that are still fascinating enough, fascinating enough that you want to, you want to hear that shit. You want to hear that spooky shit. So, mm-hmm. so we're we, going to be um, releasing a mini in addition to our full length episode mm-hmm. next week. It won't be every week. So don't, don't no. start expecting that. But every now and then we might just surprise you on like Slip a one Friday or a Saturday or Sunday morning. Give You'll you a little bonus. Know. Yeah. So stay tuned for Content. that. And thank you. <laughs> thank oh, you for bonus. adding that five minutes later. Bonus content. <laughs> so thanks for uh, thanks for hanging in there with us. And um, yes, if you, we're glad you came back. Yeah, if you like the if you like the spookiness that we are putting forth on our podcast, then go leave us a review. Let us know what you like about it, what you want to hear. Um, if what you want to hear more of, what yeah. you want to hear less. If you want to hear, if you want to hear less of like the actual crime, you know, true crimey part that happened. Um, if you want to hear, if you want more minis, you know, if you have a short mm-hmm. commute on a regular basis and you want, you know, the shorter stories that get to the point. If you have like, any personal stories yeah. and accounts um we'd love to start including listener stories we yeah we do have some things in the works that we'd like to start incorporating as we get closer to you just spooky gotta season. talk to us you just yeah. gotta tell us what you want send us messages we'll we try want, to provide we want to talk to you we want to hear your spooky but stuff mainly um you can find us and a lot of updated information on our instagram mm-hmm. uninvited company podcast mm-hmm. i think is the username it is we're working on other social media yeah and being more social consistent. media social media is hard i'm i'm 29 and i have a one-year-old i don't i barely have time for my own like social media my own business social media so Instagram we're gonna... is what she's most familiar with and yeah. comfortable with. So yeah. I'm gonna get better. I'm that'll get better be at the it. more reliable social media platform. Yeah, Instagram. It's where it's at. That sounded so old. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Just y'all. It's keep like... up with us. Um, <laughs> we're tired. So it's midnight. It's 11:57. I got a very early flight in the morning, so, so we're gonna sign off. We'll see you next week. Yeah come back and uh, until then you know stay spooky stay spooky